0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number 43. Rough Golf Podcast brought to you by my YouTube channel, that's Rough Golf. If you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, please do so. You can find me at YouTube forward slash at Rough Golf. So today we're going to be talking about how pro golf could be better for the fans. Because I had a few thoughts on this and I wanted to share... Those thoughts with uh, you rough golfers out there. I'm sure, you know, several of you like myself are fans of professional golf, like to watch it from time to time. Um, and uh, I want to know what you guys think about uh, some of these recommendations that I have to possibly make the sport better for us spectators us out there, you know, as people who love to follow along with the professional golfers and see them make those incredible shots and who are invested in in the game, yes, we play on the weekend. Maybe we play after work during the week. We are devoted fans of this torment called golf. So today we're going to be talking about just a few things that I think could make the sport better. Now these are just, you know, some suggestions that I have. If anybody out there in the professional golf world is listening, then uh, you know, take take these uh, and uh, maybe give them a little bit of thought. Allow them a little time to marinate, if you will. And, um, you know, let me know what you think. If you think that uh, my recommendations aren't so good, then give me some of your own. I'd like to start the discussion and see what we could do to make pro golf better. Okay. So, I'm a huge baseball fan. And uh, I would say that baseball, over the past few years, has really struggled to grow their audience. I remember reading several articles about how baseball was struggling, that they're like... um, The median audience member demographic was like a 55-year-old male, and they were just struggling to bring new people into the sport. Well, one major complaint that people had when they talked about baseball was just how long it took. I mean, you're talking four and a half, five hours for some games, and that's just so long. I mean, when you compare that to a basketball game, how quickly that goes, it's no wonder you know, you probably have a little bit of, uh, spectator fatigue and you don't want to stay and watch the entire, uh, game. You know, you want to just leave it about the fourth inning. You know what I mean? So baseball said, what can we do to make this better? Well, they introduced the pitch clock and whether you like it or y- you hate it, uh, it has improved the viewing experience for baseball. I went and saw a game recently. I mentioned it on a previous podcast, Baltimore Orioles, go Orioles. And uh, the pitch clock sped that game up probably about half hour, maybe 40 minutes. And it was, it was like we were in, we were out. I was very impressed. And I wonder, should golf use a shot clock? You know what I mean? Like, should there be some sort of clock when a player addresses a ball to go ahead and make your shot. You know what I mean? How many times would you see a, a, a pro golfer go up, step up, prepare to make the shot, step off of the shot, look at it some more, step back up, prepare to make the shot, step back? I mean, it's this, this dance back and forth, and it just adds so much time to the game. And I understand that a few years ago, there was a change to some of the rules to help speed up golf. You know, also, it was kind of dealing with the COVID pandemic as well, you know. Uh, no longer a penalty to hit the flag stick. You can leave it in the hole. That helps. You don't have to grab the flag's flag stick moving in and out. That also saves on time when you're playing your rounds. You don't have to walk over, pull the flag, go back horse. Professionals have caddies, so that makes that a little different. But still, having the flag in the hole does speed up the process because you can just go right at it. You do not have to remove it. Also, they changed the lost ball rule. From a five-minute search, I believe it was a five-minute search, down to a three-minute search. So that helped to speed the game up a little bit. But it still needs some work at the professional level. I mean, as a spectator, and this is purely from uh, the the viewpoint of a spectator. I'm not talking about being a professional golfer and playing in the sport or anything like that. I'm talking about us golfers out there that just watch professional golf and would like to maybe do something else with our lives over... Uh, you know, four days of uh, hours long broadcast of golf. You know, I love watching golf, but sometimes, you know, less is more, guys, okay? And I think that Liv did a good job by trying to identify some of the things that the PGA Tour was doing and say, okay, how can we make this a little bit better? How can we speed play up, you know, shotgun starts, 54 holes. A lot of those things are beneficial to the game of golf. And I, I you know, I see that as positives, I don't know that uh, the PGA Tour does, but maybe with this new merger, maybe we'll be seeing more 54-hole events for the PGA Tour. Who knows? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But I think a shot clock would definitely help speed up play. You know, And I don't know how long the clock needs to be. I'm sure there's going to have to be some, some ruling on that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of back and forth with the players. Some of the slower players are probably not going to be happy with having you know a 5-second shot clock or maybe a 10-second shot clock on each of their shots, something to speed up pace of play um, is important. Or maybe just a range marshal, a professional range marshal. Maybe that would be the creation of a really cool job for the PGA Tour. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you're really good at hustling people along? Do you feel like you've got the chops to tell Patrick Reed, well, he's not on the PGA Tour anymore, but maybe with this merger he will be, or any of the slow players out there, do you feel like you can – Go up to them and say, hey, buddy, speed it up. We ain't got all day. You know what I mean? If you do, apply within. I'm just saying that could be the creation of a new job for someone on the PGA Tour to help speed play along. Okay, And I think as a spectator, it becomes an all-day event. But we're, really, when you want to watch a golf match from start to finish, you've got to block out a lot of time. Okay, A lot of time. And I find myself like picking and choosing the days and I think that that hurts golf and I think that it prevents new fans from coming in to watch golf because you've got a tournament stretched out over four days you know it's not like a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game where the winner is declared after three four five hours okay it's four days until a winner is named so for fans coming into the sport, I think we need to maybe introduce a shot clock. You know, that's very controversial. Let me know what you guys think down in the comments below. I'd I'd be interested to know uh, if you agree or disagree with a a shot clock for uh, golfers. Now, number two is, again, I mean, all of these are are my opinion, and they're going to be controversial, and I'm sure some of you will agree slash disagree with what I have to say. But I want to get rid of the cut. Now, I know some of you out there are probably going to be saying, man, this guy sounds like a Liv fanboy, and I can assure you that I am not. I don't 100% agree with what Liv has done for golf. I think it has revolutionized some of the aspects of professional golf that I've wanted to see changed, but I don't necessarily love the product all that much. I mean, it's cool to watch, but it's just not, I and mean, it doesn't resonate with me um, like I thought it would, but I still enjoy watching it, okay? I'm just not a diehard Live fanboy, and I'm not a diehard PGA fanboy either. I like professional golf on the whole. But getting rid of the cut makes sense because here's something that I don't know if any of you have ever stopped to think about this. Okay. How come golfers with enough FedEx cut points can avoid Monday qualifying? That's just another cut round. If you are saying that they have the points to play in a tournament, but they've got to pass the first two days, which include the cut. Why don't we have everybody playing Monday qualifiers? You know what I mean? Why not? That's another uh, opportunity for television coverage. That's another opportunity for uh, pros to really put their their abilities to the test. And I don't like the fact that you know this guy's got enough FedEx Cup points because he placed high enough in some events, and that he just basically automatically passes Monday qualifier. It's another cut round. So if you guys out there are saying, Oh, real golf must have a cut. Well, how do you answer the fact that these professionals that don't have to Monday qualify can just roll right into Thursday play? You know what I mean? I also think that events would benefit from having the biggest names in golf compete. Okay. If you look at the travelers championship, uh, you saw that, you know, Keegan Bradley, well-known golfer, but probably not one you would rank as like the, you know, I don't know that someone would say, unless you're from the area, I'm going to the tournament specifically to see Keegan Bradley play. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously the guy's got a great, uh, great golfing ability, you know, and I mean, he he really held his own out there in a pretty good field. But, you, his name is just not one of those that stands out, you know. Ricky Fowler, Brooks Koepka, uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth—all those names are names that you, when you hear them, you're even if you didn't golf, you'd be like, "Wait a minute, that guy's a professional golfer." You know what I mean? But if you heard Keegan Bradley, would you really know that if you weren't avid, you know, an avid fan of golf? I don't know. So, you know, bringing more fans into the game of golf, because this podcast isn't just about how it could be better for the fans, but it's also about how we could bring new fans into the sport, because that's how a sport's going to continue to grow, bringing new people into it. You got to get the golfers with the big names out there. You know what I mean? And cuts hurt your events, because if you, you know, let's just say you decide to go ahead and go hog wild and buy tickets to, you know, whatever, random, random event. Okay. Travelers, whatever. And you say, Oh, I want to go to see John Rom. And you you buy these tickets, you spend, you know, two, three hundred dollars for four days, you're gonna go with a buddy, and you're gonna specifically go to see John Rom play. John Rom plays horribly, Thursday and Friday misses the cut. Now what? You're watching, you know, Saturday, Sunday play without your guy playing in the tournament. And that is frustrating. You know what I mean? Especially for new fans that are like I just want to see this guy play. I don't care what he shoots. I just want to watch him play. I want to watch him swing. I want to watch how he approaches the court or course, whatever. So I think cuts are, are bad for business in a way. And yes, there's a lot of traditionalists out there that will say, well, cuts are tradition and, and we've got to have cuts because that's what we've done since forever. But no, no, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. We used to also send messages via telegraph. We don't do that anymore. We pick up a cell phone, okay? And I'm sure that the people who were big Telegraph fans were like, you know what, this really stinks that uh, this this whole phone thing has come into existence because now the Telegraph is obsolete. So there needs to be some sort of modernization uh, for um, professional golf and getting rid of a cut is part of that, okay? And I want to talk to you, uh, here's a perfect example, all right? When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of David Duvall, all right? He was really good in the early 2000s, when which was when I was watching a lot of professional golf and playing a lot of golf, and um, I went to a professional tournament in Kings Mill. Of course, I was only there uh, one day, because we could only afford tickets for the one day. Yep, not not didn't have deep pockets back then at the age of 12, and uh, I wanted to see David Duvall. I didn't care how he shot. I didn't care if he was, you know, playing really well or really poorly. I just wanted to watch him play. So I followed him, my grandfather and I followed him for the majority of that day and watched David Ball play. And that was extremely satisfying as a kid being able to see one of your favorite players play. Now, had he performed poorly at the beginning of the week, I would not have been able to see him play Saturday and I would have felt let down, you know. So getting the at a time, you know, as a kid, you, you kinda latch on to your favorite player or whatever, your your you know guy that you root for, your hero, whatever, and you want to be able to see that. That's raising the next generations of fans in the sport of golf. So getting rid of the cut, you know, when you go to watch a live golf tournament, you're gonna see you're gonna you can count on Mickelson, uh all of the top play Kepka, all of the top players for Um, live golf cam smith you're going to count on the fact that they are going to be there whether you go on the first day the second the third doesn't matter they're playing you will see them there's no cut there's no weird you know strange anything like that that's going to happen that they're just not going to be there unless they're sick or they they withdraw somehow because of, of some other related reason but uh you will see them and you can count on that you don't have that same guarantee At a PGA Tour event. So, maybe, just maybe, guys, we need to get rid of the cut. And for those of you that say, well, that's not uh, tradition or that's a bad idea, I want to ask yourself how do you answer the fact that, uh, how do you justify the fact that some of these guys can avoid Monday qualifying? Because that is another cut round. Don't you think they should play that as well? I do. I do. If you're not going to get rid of the cut, maybe they should Monday qualify. I'm just saying. It would make for some very interesting fields. Very interesting, because several articles I've read said that, um, you know, even top-level professionals, if they had to Monday qualify, they would never make it on the PGA Tour. Some weeks you're up, some weeks you're down. I'm just saying. Okay, my last point in this, this rant about professional golf and how it could be better for the fans and the upcoming fan is we need to modernize the traditions. And I touched on it a little bit in the, uh, the last segment. But number one, dress code. OK, and I, I, this is the the dumbest thing this the dumbest tradition that the tour is holding on to. The PGA tour is holding on to. Not allowing shorts. Why not? Why not? Respectable length shorts. I'm not talking cutoffs. I'm not talking, you know, uh, thigh high uh, basketball shorts of the 70s. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about nice looking dress shorts. Um so the players aren't out there sweating on hole three when they're playing in 90 degree heat. You know what I mean? That you want to talk about adding another layer of discomfort and, uh, you know, the reason somebody might miss the cut because a heat stroke, I don't care what fabric these, these clothing companies want to sell to you is, Oh, this is lightweight. It's breathable, it's stain resistant. No shorts airflow. Okay. We need some airflow around the kneecaps. Uh, Number one, just get just get rid of that PGA Tour, okay? Just get rid of the requirement for pants, all right? Now, this may be um, controversial as well. I think actually all of these are, because I know some of you are probably turning, uh, you know, rolling your eyes or, you know, maybe doing other gestures at the radio listening to this. But I think it's necessary to have these discussions as golf fans among ourselves on how we can make the the sport better and grow the sport for people coming in. Um, I think there should be some form of fan participation, okay? If you've ever been to a rodeo, and yes, I know golf and, and a rodeo are way different, or you've ever been to a basketball game, or you've ever been to a baseball game, there's always some sort of opportunity for the crowd to get involved, okay? And this is one thing that golf does not have. Professional golf does not have crowd involvement. Yes, if you've ever been to a professional uh, tournament. There's plenty of booths that you can go to, and you can try to play golf on a simulator or test out some new clubs or something like that. But that's not involvement in or during the match. You know what I'm saying? Perfect example is halftime, half court shot or whatever you want to say. Win a, I don't know, a, a a car or you know some sort of gift certificate to to all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't know, but I think there should be more of that while the tournament's going on, okay, you've got, uh, let's say you have a lottery, let's just to explain how this could look, all right, everybody has a ticket number at the gate, you know, maybe uh, four fans or eight fans are announced, one in the early morning tea times and one in the afternoon tea times to participate in a hit a hole in one, win a prize, or hit it within this specific number of feet at the hole and win a prize, you know? And I think that should happen while the tournament's playing, okay? Example would be, you know, let's say uh, John Smith wins the lottery or whatever, okay? And then you've got Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler. Let's put them together, okay? Two awesome players. And they're coming up on a short par three. Well, guess what, John Smith? You get to tee off and try for your hole-in-one shot before they hit while they're on the tee. How about that? How cool would that be? Someone from the audience that's get out there, meet the professional players, uh, take a break from the, the, the seriousness of it, get some fan involvement, get some audience involvement, to be able to try and go for it. You know, maybe he hits a hole in one and, and crowd goes wild and he wins a car. I don't know. Maybe he wins a free round of golf at the, at the the tournament golf course. I don't know. Something like that. But I think, you know, some form of fan participation while the tournament's going on, actually on the course, doing something, would be really, really cool. Okay? I, I think that would be, uh, would be pretty awesome. You know what I mean? And I think that's going to help grow the sport. If you are a kid watching golf or you're, let's just say you're a fan of golf and you see that you cannot, you see that golf is like, it's, it's very strict and and organized and it must be this way. If it's that way and you never feel like you can actually get involved and be a part of it, that's going to take a lot away from the experience as a fan. And you need to, to have that experience there to be able to grow the game. Okay. And then the last point that I want to make about modernizing traditions. This one's kind of crazy, but I thought I'd just throw it out there anyway. Anyway, I want a golf walkout song, just like in baseball, you know, 10 to 15 seconds of a golfer's choice song when he's teeing off on the first tee, the first tee only. He gets to play a song instead of that that announcement that they have where that guy's like, "This Welcome to this tournament uh, on the tee today we have John Smith who's won 7 tournaments in Southwest uh, Sheboygan and he's you know I, we don't need all that. I want to hear 10 to 15 seconds of a golf walkout song and maybe the you know the it starts off with the announcer saying on the tee is Keegan Bradley and then Keegan Bradley walks out to his his pump up song and is able to tee off. Would that be cool? Would fans like that? I don't, I think that would be really cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Guys, thank you for sticking with me through this rant. That's all I've got for you today on this episode of the podcast. Please like and subscribe or comment on the podcast. It definitely helps out the show, and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.